0: Direct from Montreal, Canada, this is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Uh, Joining me on the phone, it is a legendary singer, Lou Graham. He has recently re-released his jukebox hero, My Five Decades in Rock and Roll book. He's added a few chapters since the original version. He, of course, reunited with Foreigner, did a few shows with them, even released a live album, Uh, then and now live Reloaded, celebrating the 40th anniversary of Double Vision. Uh, Before we get over to Lou, I just want to talk quickly about the uh, Motley Crue, Poison, uh, Def Leppard, and Joan Jett Tour. They recently announced uh, the addition of six shows to the tour, bringing the total to 28. And of course, the internet warriors were out in full force bashing the tour. And I, I just don't understand... You know, I got a few that said, well, you know, they're, they're playing baseball stadiums. They're not actually playing football stadiums. Uh, and that came on the news of not only the six additional shows, but the fact that the nine original or nine of the original shows were sold out. And they're like, well, they're, you have to remember they're selling out baseball stadiums, they're not selling out football stadiums. And it's just like, well, really? What exactly stadium show are you selling out, my little internet troll? Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have an you don't have a stadium show, Uh ah. Well, then how about you crawl back into your hole and you just bugger up. You know, uh, be quiet. Uh, I, I'm so tired of those folks just bashing everything. You know, the other day I put a, a couple of pictures of Vinny Vincent from his Metal Christmas, uh, Merry Metal Christmas show, and right away all the trolls came. I was just like, you know what? If you're not interested in Vinny, you're not interested in the Poison Motley Crew tour. You're not interested in whatever. Fine, don't be. But why, why the need to be mean spirited and nasty? Just, just go away. You know what I do is is celebrate the music. And so, people that come to to my Twitter and my Facebook generally are in the mood to celebrate the music. So, when something is posted, come and celebrate it. And if you don't like it, ignore it. Listen, I, I go through a lot of websites, uh, whether it's the Ultimate Classic Rock or Classic Rock. You know, the two the two best. And really, only legitimate sources of rock out there. I go through that stuff, and and sometimes they post about bands that I don't like, and I avoid it. Uh, you know, and people are going to say, well, what about Nirvana? Okay, listen, I do post about Nirvana, and, and but that is meant in a comedic sense. It's not meant in a bashing sense, though, I guess. All right, if I'm going to be perfectly uh, legit, then maybe I'll stop posting about Nirvana. But anyway... Uh, Those those shows, uh, 28 shows, 28 stadium shows, uh, 750,000 tickets sold so far, which, hey, I'm impressed with, but uh, I am more impressed with singer Lou Graham, Foreigner, Mick Jones, Lou Graham and all of them just uh, dear to my heart. So uh, without further ado, oh yes, actually, yes, yes, there is some more ado, hold on, uh, about uh, three hours after I conclude my interview with Lou Graham, the Franklin County Fair in Malone, New York, announced a August 14th show, an August 14th show for Lou Graham, John Payne, and Steve Augieri. So you're going to get an evening of Asia, foreigner, and journey music at the uh, Malone County Fair, or the Franklin County Fair, I should say, in Malone, New York, on August 14th. And yes. Guess who will be there? Okay, you're guessing Lou Graham and John Payne and... and, No, no, no. Of course they're going to be there. They're on the marquee. I will be there. That is going to be the uh, the better part. I will be there uh, to uh, enjoy the uh, local Pizza Hut and uh, the uh, fine uh, shopping at the uh, local Walmart. And then, of course, a great, great evening of rock music. And uh, let's get over to a great, great morning of rock interview listening. Here is the one, the only, legendary vocalist, Lou Graham. We're speaking to uh, the voice of a generation, at least that's how I like to call him. Uh, it is the one, the only, Lou Graham. Uh, bonjour, Monsieur Lou Graham. How are you? Very good, Mitch. Thanks. Yes. So, um, well, let's see. We're going to focus on the jukebox hero, the updated version with with these extra chapters. Ah, uh, Talk to me about revisiting the book. It came out, I guess, in 2013, give or take. And you sat back and you said, okay, we need to update it and add a few extra chapters to, to sort of cover these last few years. Uh, apart from just adding the chapters, did you go back to any of the other original chapters and sort of say, hey, I need to fix stuff here, I need to add? Or is it really just the other chapters at the end that are new?
1: Uh, I think it's just just the... Just the uh the, the time be, between where the book ended and, and, and more or less now, you know, uh, uh, just kind of bringing, bringing, uh, the, the book and, and everyone uh, up to date on anything new and exciting that's been going on.
0: Good. Now we've only got about 15 minutes here, so I'm going to jump to different topics. Uh, recently foreigner released the uh, double vision then and now live reloaded, which I have in my hands because I love it. And, uh, talk to me about putting that album out and, and, is it sort of a, a way to bring closure to the whole foreigner experience to sort of say, okay, I sang on the first one and on this potentially the last one here I am again. And what was that experience like to share the stage with Kelly and Mick and all the other guys?
1: It was fun. It, it, I mean, the, the, the really exciting part for me was, was, uh, performing with the original band, you know, and, and, uh, <clears throat> uh really enjoyed myself uh uh everybody's playing was was way up to snuff wh- which is something i was worried about i had been you know i'd been performing continually but but uh, a lot of the other original guys had had more of us put their instruments away but i think when when uh, everyone learned about uh, the possibility of of this reunion everybody boned up on on their their instrument and uh it, it was it was extremely uh Tight and punchy and and exciting.
0: Yeah, it was. And
1: performing, yeah, and performing with the the new band uh, was was really cool too. They're they're great guys. They're really good musicians, and uh, everybody got along.
0: They are. And I saw the show at uh, Mohegan Sun last December, and I have to say the standout moment for me, other than seeing you and and and, was Dennis Elliott. I mean, for for a drummer to come in after all these years, sometimes you know, as you get older, you lose a little. But Dennis was a monster. Holy mackerel! I think maybe he's gotten better. Actually, you know,
1: you, you know, you know. Uh, after after we left the stage that night, that thought stuck in my head that he that he actually he has gotten better be, be, because because uh, I certainly do remember Dennis's playing uh, back in the day, and I always thought he was was excellent. But but he was so in the pocket, and and uh, his his fills and his. Uh, Syncopation and stuff like that was was right on it, and I thought to myself, this guy's gotten better.
0: Oh yeah, that that same impression from the audience. Now, uh, it also last December I saw you in uh, Schenectady, and from the mm-hmm. stage that day, you you said, "Well, it's been it's been a great career, and I'm going to step away." Uh, of course, 2019, uh, you did other shows with John Payne and so on, and you didn't step away. Um, Talk to me about that decision and and what it sort of meant in the grand scheme. What were we stepping away from? Did you rethink it after and say, "Hey, I'm not ready"? What's what happened?
1: Well, well, actually, uh, the, the the show in Schenectady was was the last show with my band. Okay, right. That, that was that was the last show with my band. Uh, so so that ba- so that band came to an end. Uh, every other show, every, everything else that I've done has been a guest appearance.
0: Okay, so now do you see yourself moving forward with a new Lou Graham band at some point or do you see yourself no. just
1: No, okay.
0: Uh in terms I of I don't st- think
1: so. I, I don't I don't mind the guest appearances where I sing uh, four or five songs and, 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 and I'm done. It's fun. Uh uh I, I I I uh you know, I I, I walk away from there uh n- not exhausted and and uh, ready for more, you know. Uh, uh, it, it's, 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 uh, it, it feels, it feels good. And, and, uh, I could see myself doing that kind of thing for a little while longer. It, it's, it's doing the full shows and then, then getting in the bus or wherever and going to the next show the next night. That's the stuff I, uh, I feel like I've had enough of, you know?
0: Well, uh, you know, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> you get to a certain age, it's just like, really I'm, I'm going to take a 7-hour drive to
1: Hershey, like, ugh, <laughs> you know? Right. And 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 then get get 4 or 5 hours sleep and and then it's time for sound check and then uh, you got 2 hours and then the show. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for 45 years and and I, I'd like to I'd like to to back off that schedule now. Yeah, if it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: fine. I think I think you've done more than enough. Uh, I'm, I will ask you this though: uh, you were going to do some shows in October with Foreigner, and you fell ill. How is your health now? Are Are you ready to go back? And and are are there more shows with Foreigner coming down the line? Or was that? Uh,
1: you, you know what? I don't know. Uh, uh, that's that's uh, entirely up to Foreigner's management. And and as of this point, I haven't heard anything uh it hinges a lot on mixed health which which uh is is good so so i've heard but 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 uh again you know uh, um i'm just waiting to hear if there's anything planned or 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 if there's nothing planned then that's it uh, uh i'd like to do some more shows uh with with forner I, I i have a lot of fun you know and and uh w- with the new band as as well you know i think it's a it's a real interesting combination and i think the audience enjoys enjoys it as well uh, it's entirely up to to foreigners management and and whatever they want to do is okay with me
0: good well let, let's let's see let's hope it happens uh you have spoken uh, publicly about having some unreleased songs lying around that you might want to rework where are we in terms of that progress? Is that something that you're still actively seeking to do and put out, whatever leftover Shadow yep. King? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. For my solo albums from Shadow King, there's probably about uh, nine songs. And I think I'm going to be putting out uh, 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 maybe the first three song EP uh, prob- probably uh, early th- this spring. Oh wow, that's great. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Now, um also somewhere around 95 96 you had recorded some some demos with foreigner that included drummer Ron Wixxo. Uh I think there's four or five of those lying around. Is that something that you might want to revisit as part of these EPs or
1: Well, well, it wouldn't be part of these EPs because because these EPs are from from my solo albums and and my and uh Shadow King that that's kind of in in my realm. The the, the other EPs with Ron Wixo and stuff is Foreigner. Uh, 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 Mick and I both have those, those demos and, and those are really good songs. Uh, I would, I would love to do something with them. It, again, it, it depends on Foreigner's management, uh, on, on if Mick feels, uh, uh, that, that they're, that they're good enough to continue working on. Uh, I, I, I uh, I know Mick, Mick, uh, didn't have those, those songs somehow. Uh, uh, they got, uh, lost when he moved. So, so I provided him with, with a, uh, a CD and, and I know he's listened to them. I know he likes them, but, but that was way over a year ago and, and I haven't heard anything about doing anything with them.
0: Well, let's, let's hope. Uh, Uh, Last year marked 40th anniversary of Double Vision. This year uh, marks the 40th anniversary of Head Games. I just want to ask you a couple of questions on that. In terms of uh, importance for the band's career, how important was Head Games? Because, you know, Foreigner is one of these bands that their first five albums were top five in the Billboard 200 chart, which is remarkable when you think about it. No sophomore jinx, no third album tiredness. you guys just kept pumping it out. So how, how important was head games in the overall, um, career for the band and, and just talk to me a little bit about the 40th anniversary, looking back on it.
1: Well, uh, I think, uh, he- head games was, uh, was a, was a learning experience for us. Uh, uh, we, we worked with, uh, Roy Thomas Baker and, and recorded, uh, that album in Los Angeles. And, and, um, you know, we, we, we had a lot of, uh, good song ideas and, and, and some good songs. And, and I, I think, I think that, that, uh, for the most part, uh, um, the, the album was, was pretty brash. Uh, uh, but, but, uh, we came into the, the, uh, we came into the recording sessions with, with some song ideas that, that weren't really finished. And and it was an insane hectic schedule uh, uh, there. And uh, as I recall, we didn't have the time that we usually had had to to uh, to do the album. So we, we were a little bit rushed. And uh, I think we 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 walked away from the studio, finished uh, thinking that that some of the songs were were very good, and some sounded a little unfinished. Which was okay. They they sound they sounded a little rough and 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 uh, uh, not not quite polished like the like like a, like a foreigner song would be polished. And I didn't mind that to tell you the truth. So so it, it was it was a uh, it it, uh, it was it was a very good album, and uh, I think it showed a, a a very raw side of us, and and uh, I liked it.
0: Uh, Yeah, listen, I love it. I think "Love on the Telephone" is one of the greatest foreigner songs that just doesn't get enough love on radio or or in concert. Yes, Uh, yes,
1: you're right. You're right. You're right. That is a cool song.
0: That is a great song. Uh, Let me ask you this: Um, You did have your first five albums charting in the Billboard uh, 200. Uh, You watch almost any Hollywood movie since then. You're going to hear an urgent or a dirty white boy or something somewhere. Uh, the band still tours, you still can put out a book and people still want to talk to you. You have this great impact on American culture. And then you look at an organization like the rock and roll hall of fame, and they don't even consider you for the ballot. Why do you think that maybe foreigner doesn't get the respect that it's due? Because listen, for me, it's a no brainer that you should have been in the rock and roll hall of fame when they stuck the shovels in the ground. So,
1: well, I think we get every bit of respect that we're due. Uh, uh, except from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, I, don't, I don't think they're. Uh, I mean, Mick and I are in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. That, that's that's an incredible honor when you think about all, all the all the people that have, have been uh, 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 writing songs together for the last uh, well, since Francis Scott Key wrote the anthem, you know. So, so uh, uh, I, I'm I'm thrilled to to be in 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 that fraternity. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I believe that, that, uh, it's, it's, it's not so much that, that we, we don't have the credentials to be in the rock and roll hall of fame. I think somewhere mixed in there is, 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 uh, politics and, and it's, it's actually a shame that, that, that has to, to rear its ugly head, but, but what else could it be? Honestly.
0: Well, it has to be. I mean, they kept Kiss out for many years, but anyway, let's get off of that and and, uh, let's get back to the songwriting here because we're down to our last sort of five minutes. But the the Songwriters Hall of Fame, of course, is where you and Mick, or at least the story goes, where you and Mick sort of reconnected and all of this stuff that came afterwards the uh, Double Vision shows, the Double Vision album and all this. How important was it for that evening to, to get that award? Because to say you're a great singer is one thing, but to say, you know what? You're also a great songwriter because ultimately a band comes down to great songs. You can be the best musicians, but if you have no songs, it doesn't matter.
1: Right. That's that's right. You are totally right. Uh, uh, That, that, that was an award that, that really touches the soul, you know, because, because uh, you're right before the performance and the, the feel and, and, and rocking out and all that, there's the song. And if you have people writing for you, that's one thing. But if you, you are a a rock band that writes their own songs. Uh, they better be damn good. And and uh, I, I feel that that for the most part uh, our writing was exemplary and and I'm very proud of it. And and to be honored like that is uh, t- to me is the pinnacle.
0: Oh, I I agree. And I mean, of course, the 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 book Jukebox Hero: My Five Decades in Rock and Roll is of course out now. The updated paper version back version is available. And I will finish on this uh over the years you know there there has been sort of a, a give and take with Mick Jones there's been brotherly love and then there's been
1: brotherly uh, you know
0: f- fighting if you want <laughs> right right yeah, you know
1: let's... you know you know though the, the, to to be inducted into the songwriters hall of fame with with him uh, the the hours and hours that we've we've spent uh, uh pouring our our heart and soul out to 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 make a song uh, 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 reach people, you know, whether it's a ballad or a rocker, uh, uh, uh you get to know somebody pretty good. And, uh, and I'm, um, very proud that, that, uh, that, that, that we were inducted into the songwriters hall, uh, together, uh, together. I, uh, I think that that helped, uh, uh, mend, mend the fences and, and, and bring us, bring our friendship back to the forefront.
0: Right. And so I was going to ask you this as a question. What has he meant to you uh, both professionally and personally over these last, and I guess we're looking at almost 50 years, right? 45 ish kind of years. What, what has he meant to you? I mean, he's not just the guy who played guitar, right?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we formed a, uh, a, a, a strong friendship uh, right from the word go. Uh, there, There was no, no, uh, uh, uh trepidations about it uh, uh um and uh we genuinely liked each other and 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 uh, uh the 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 work we did together I, I think i think expresses that uh uh i think there 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 are so many good moments in in the in the songs that we wrote uh together that that uh i don't i don't think two people could could not be friends and and write the kind of songs that 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 we wrote there was a lot of give and take and uh and uh, uh you know as as a musician and a songwriter i learned so much from him uh uh and uh you know w- w- was able to to reach the point where, where 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 i had the confidence in my own abilities that that uh uh, I I didn't know that I would ever have. Uh, uh, I I got I got very lucky and very blessed to to uh, to to be in a band and and, and have a, a writing partner uh, like Mc Jones and and uh, you know he, he means a lot to me.
0: Yeah, one of one of the best partnerships in rock history, right up there with the uh, Jagger and Richards and Simmons Stanley and Tyler Perry. It's just it's just one of the best. Uh, so anyway i I know that we're done yeah you're welcome and i I know we're done on time so i sort of rushed through that because there's so much to talk about from from black sheep to to bruce turgeon to to the solo stuff to but on that i will say well
1: we'll 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 do do another one where there's no time limit Uh, how's that that sounds
0: great to me thank you sir always a pleasure and uh good luck as always and i hope to see you on the road again soon always a great performance excellent Merci. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bonsoir. Bye bye. Bye bye now. This has been Rock Talk with Mitch Lafon. For more exclusive content and interviews, subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and many more. Follow Mitch on all the socials, especially Twitter at Mitch Lafon and on Instagram at Mitch underscore Lafon. Get your Mitch merch now at loudtracks.com slash
1: Mitch.